What is up, young adults? Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power Bluff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Attention all married couples, we want to invite you to come hang out with us May 9th, 7 p.m. at Main Event in the Woodlands. We're going to have food, fellowship, fun. Hey, find a babysitter and come hang out with us. See you there. Did I say Main Event? couples we want to invite you to come hang out with us
I'm live. Hello. Hello. Is anyone there? We are here. Okay. We are live. A little bit impromptu, uh, a little bit different. We have a little techie uh, things happening in the background, but hey, I'm here. I want to know, are they here? Can y'all see that? Um, if you are watching tonight, I want to see your name and I want to see what you're doing right now. I see Alexis. Hey, Alexis. Desiree. Hey, Des. Who else do we have? I think I saw Bridget. Bridget. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Brother Jose. I'm missing the top comments. There's Bridget. We're we're gonna wait just a minute as we pop on. I think we might um, be working out some sound things so that you don't have to. I don't have to hold my phone right here. But hey, I'm just waiting for the technical people to give me the word. Alexis is working. Nice, working and listening. That's the way to do it. Hey, Cassie. Hey, Brie. Welcome, welcome. Des at the movies, but she's watching live. Interesting. <laughs> nice. Who else is on tonight? Welcome to the Houston Young Adults Live. We are starting our new series, Young and Prosperous, tonight. And it is going to be a powerful word. I hope you have your Bibles. I hope you have. Oh, oh. Is it working? Okay. Hey, Beatrice. Um, we might be doing a little swap from the phone to the big screen. So then, you oh, we're already there. Can I put my phone away? Put my phone down. Nice. Okay, this is exciting. Oh wow, this is so cool. I can see the messages here on my phone. Well, Brother Jose is driving home, so he's going to do a little driving and word time. On the Legacy is on. Hi, Legacy. I'm assuming your name is Legacy. Um, we are starting tonight Young and Prosperous, a Houston Young Adult series. Yeah. And this is my husband, George. Yay, he's here. I thought I was going to be doing this. You know what time alone. it is. It's prime time. It's Vincent. Over here, guys. Hey, Vincent. Yay. Vincent, why is this TV so? Maybe it's not far. Maybe it's just the light is at a wrong angle, so it's hard to see. <laughs> well, hey, you guys. What's up, everybody? Dude, I'm so, We're glad. Here. I'm so glad everybody's on. Uh, we love ev each and every single one of y'all who are joining us. Uh, I know the young adults have been growing, and uh, really the church has been growing. If you're watching and you're solely associated with Houston Young Adults, we're part of the Power of Love Church here in Houston, Texas. And uh, if you've been here on Sundays, really every service, the past couple weeks, you'll notice that our church has grown, and it hasn't stopped yet. Amen. Uh, we are on a tr 
trajectory of nice. growth. Um, An upward trajectory. Yeah, if we looked at our um, attendance record for the past year, it would basically be this week by week. Amen. Uh, but what's awesome is, is a large portion of the new members here at the church are actually... Young adults. Young adults. And so, praise God. Look at this. A great young adults group for um, a part of a church that is obtaining Growing. many young adults. Mm-hmm. And you know what's awesome? It's not just like any young adults. I feel like we've gotten a lot of very quality people. I'm not saying there's unqualified people or people of less quality, but there are people of less quality. And uh, <laughs> we have people of quality. So People that are hungry for the word, hungry to encounter the Lord hungry to be used by God and we're excited because that's why we're popping on live we did we just finished up our dating 101 series it's a four-part series it was a four-part series it was awesome it's for dating it's for single uh, people that are dating people that are singles but if you miss those, go catch them. Up, go catch up on them. But we're very excited. Tonight is our first night that we are launching our new series, Young and Prosperous. Young and Prosperous. We're gonna next time we do this, we're gonna have a stinger that every time we say Young and Prosperous, it's gonna do like a little animation on the Th- screen. That'd be awesome. No, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Maybe we'll do like something cool. Great, I like that idea. Um, so. Young and Prosperous, that we're going to jump right in. I don't know how long this series is going to be, but if you were at Young Adult Night, um, I did share a little bit about why we were, why, why Young and Prosperous? Why do we just do that? But, you know, as, as we've talked before, everything that we do uh, in the Young Adult Ministry is we want to we do what the Lord tells us to do. We want to do because we know when we do God, what God has for us, we're going to be blessed, and the people of God are going to be blessed. And he always leads us into profit. He always leads and guides us in the way that we should go. He always leads us to receive everything that we need in life. And so when God leads you in a direction, step in it. Get in the flow. I was talking with someone that's listening just this past weekend about just the flow of God. Where, where God flows, where God goes is where he's flowing. So when you hop on board, you get you get on board with what God's doing. You it, you're you're all hands are on deck in this hour. And we need to be on people that our hands are on deck. We don't want to be the people on the sidelines of the bank watching the river go, watching people float by, watching people go uh, and and do the things that God's called them to do. We want to be a part of it. So jump in. It's going to be a great Great series, and we're very excited. The Lord led us to do Young and Prosperous, so we're going to do just that tonight. So with that. And and the series is going to be a lot of things. Again, we don't know how many parts this is going to be exactly, but uh, it's going to be us. You may see other people uh, doing an episode. Uh, We may have special guests on to come do an episode. And so I would, listen, we're going to be providing content that isn't really spoken about at many young adults groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost say very little. I would also almost say none. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but um, it's going to be good. I promise it'll value your life. And I'm not just saying that as somebody who's like 
I feel like when you watch every YouTuber, every YouTube preacher says, like, this is going to value your life. But then it's just like, it doesn't value my life. I'm just kidding. But this will really add value to your life. Uh, before we start, we just want to say, hey, Vincent, hey, uh, hair, heaven by Ruth. I'm assuming Ruth? that's Ruth. Uh, Cafe Guadalupe. Hi, y'all. Uh, we have your daughter here. Um, thanks for letting her take your car and driving over here. <laughs> Um, uh, Jose Serrano, Y and S S. Why do I feel like those are cuss words? Um, let's see. Cafe Guadalupe says to be a blessing. Amen. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed. Oh, blessed to be a blessing. Abby. Hey, Abby. Oh, prima. Como estas? Hey, Ana Carla. We said hi to Alexis. Ana Carla, you are still a young adult, so feel free to come to our hangout. (laughs) Uh, Alexia, I mean, Alexia, Alexis. who's that? Alexis Castillo. Is that Stephanie? Is that your cousin? No, uh, Georgie. Who is it? Alexis Castillo. Castillo? Her last name's Castillo? Oh, oh okay. See, okay, that was very confusing because there's an Ashley Castillo. Yeah, no, that's cool. Hey, Alexis, great to see you. Sorry I had to whoop you in softball the other day. Uh, Cafe Guadalupe, she actually made me drive her tonight. Okay, so I see Miranda will be Ubering (laughs) after this. Um, Okay, great. Well, Well, we're excited for everyone that that has hopped on and that will hop on. We're going to get right to it. What's in your cup? Water. Who's asking? Me. Okay. Well. Oh, Brianna Reese. Brianna Reese, I asked Stephanie's here. Why aren't you here? I can answer that question. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Abarca. I don't know what that means. Okay, so first and foremost, why young and prosperous? Have uh, who's heard the saying "Start 'em young"? I wish I had my son. Have I had my son? <laughs> Can we, Miranda, can you add that to the soundboard? Courtney saying, start him young. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's why young and prosperous. Brianna Reese said thanks for no, the invite. No, this is going to be serious, you guys. We got a lesson for y'all, okay? But why, why young and prosperous? I know when I got saved, a lot of the things that I've, that when I got saved, I said, I only wish I knew sooner. That was something that I had said when I got saved. I wish I was saved earlier. I wish I would have known this before. There would, have, there would be things that I could have bypassed in life if I only had been saved, if I only had known what the word said. And I know many of us have been in that situation and that place. So why young and prosperous? Prosperity, what God has for us, is not for in the future. It's not for someday when we're old. It's not for when, you know, the couple that retires at age 65, they buy their vacation home, they have off, they can go. And it's not about, that's not the prosperity life. It's not that picture. That's prosperity. Or that's prosperity. Prosperity starts when you grab a hold of what God has for you in his word. It's not for a time in the future. It's not for later in life. That's why young and prosperous. It's not old and prosperous. It's for now. 
It's for whosoever, the young, the old, the new believer, the believer that hasn't grabbed it yet. It's for whosoever shall believe God's message on prosperity. So why wait? Why wait till you're 65? Why wait until you're old? Till you have, I don't know, some, something in mind. Religion will always put things off to a later time. It, it might, religion might even put things off to, and they tell you, it, this won't happen until heaven. The blessing, prosperity, we'll see it on the other well, side yeah, of heaven. I feel like religion, uh, uh, religion paints a picture of like, if you suffer on earth, It'll all be worth it one day. Right. I remember, I forgot which youth camp. I probably shouldn't call out many of the youth camps I've been to. But uh, I remember it was basically like, it was like I was almost signing off my life. Like, I'm about to just live the worst life ever. And when I get to heaven, it's going to be great. That's basically how it was presented at one time. And But it isn't. It's for now. It's for today. It's biblical that you're prosperous. Even at, a young age. Even at a young age, the Bible says mm-hmm. God is no respecter of person. I don't know how to define it other than he doesn't care who you are, where you've been, what your education is, who your parents are, what you associate yourself with. How old you are. Yeah, how old you are, how ugly you are. Maybe you're overweight or maybe you're too skinny. You know, we're, we don't discriminate. So, How much life you've walked in. It's not for just the wise in age. Or how much you've experienced. Prosperity doesn't come through experience, through mess-ups, through learning what, what to do and what not to do. It's not, uh, it's not a respecter of circumstances or yeah. conditions. Or, or, or education. Or it's education. Not. By the way, uh, I see Cafe Guadalupe said she's outside. Um, you can totally come in here. Like, um, <laughs> the back door is open. Feel free to come back. Come in. If you have any extra ginger shots, we'll take some of those too. Uh, <laughs> but you can walk in the back door. So. Yeah, I, I mean, to be young and prosperous, and I don't know where you have this on your notes. Courtney has a lot of notes. I'm really here for comedic relief. Uh, but uh, to be young and prosperous, first of all, to be prosperous is a choice. It's a decision. Is that in your notes? We will get to that. Ah, I knew it. Dang it. I could. Yeah, all we right, will get it. to that. That, in fact, is... The message tonight. It ah, is called the decision. The decision. We, we did talk about. Yeah, that this we morning. did. So you know that. I thought I was dreaming about you. No. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. But anyway, why wait? Young, you were young now. Let's get this. And that's what I love about this young adult group. We're young with y'all. Like we're we're not just like oh leaders and that's it's for them. No, like I'm like. We're linking up, me and George are linking up, and then we're linking up with all of y'all, and we're like running hard with this word. And we're gonna fulfill what God has. And we're not gonna wait until we're older. We're gonna, one, learn this. We're gonna discover all that God has for us. We're gonna study it like we've never studied it before. We're gonna get it. We're gonna grab a hold of it. We're gonna stand on the word of God, and we're gonna receive it. And we're going to experience in our lives. And just like I talked at Young Adults Night, we're going to manifest everything that God has for us. So if God has abundance and prosperity and the blessing for us, we sh- we, we're going to press in to have it. It's yeah. for us, it's for now, and it's for today. And know that we, we pray that over our young adults. Like, when we, like I, I know when I pray for our young adults, it it's basically goes like this. Lord, I thank you that 
not only will we talk about being young and prosperous, but this won't just be a lesson about how to be young and prosperous, but I think that as we go through this, it's an opportunity for us to display your blessing, to display being prosperous in every area, not just financially, right. but physically. Uh, and again, I'm kind of maybe going into your notes, but when you go, when you look into the Abrahamic blessing, right? The, it talks about being prosperous. I, one of the side notes in my Bible says that the Abrahamic bless, blessing, yes, it is, uh, has to do with prosperity financially, but it's actually to be prosperous Physically, it named it listed four, and I have it in my notes, but it's physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. That's good. That's those are the four no. they, that um, categories of the covenant. That's awesome, and that's and that's exactly what I was going to go into next. Is what what we're going to talk about tonight is the decision. So if you need, if you want to title your notes, it's called the decision. The decision. It's the de- decision between God's way and the world's way. And there's a prosperity that's found in the Bible, and there's a prosperity of the world. You can go read in Psalm 73, the psalmist, or David, is, is basically like looking at the wicked, looking at the world, looking how they prosper, and trying to figure out, look at them enjoying life, look at, the, look at, look at them living this life of ease. And he, he can't wrap his mind around it. How can they be prospering while wicked? Well, it says, at, well, he says the Lord revealed to him that prosperity that the wicked were operating in it and it's you know that quote-unquote prosperity where they were multiplying where there was riches where there was wealth but the bible says that that they were set uh that they were set on a sliding slope that led to destruction they were on a slippery slope not a sliding slope they were on a slippery slope and that slope was heading towards destructive destruction so there is a prosperity of the world which is not compromised, which is not uh, comprised of all the things that George just mentioned. Financial. Whole, what did you say? The four things? It was financial. It was financial, emotional, <clears throat> mentally. Oh, here it goes. Sorry, I said that wrong. So the blessing of Abraham. I have two points I'll share real quick. <clears throat> Jesus became a curse so that we could receive this blessing, the blessing of Abraham. Uh, and then number two is the blessing of Abraham includes us becoming prosperous emotionally, spiritually, physically, and materially. And then my note said, we should never apologize for the prosperity that comes with the blessing of Abraham. Yeah. So there's four things. So there, so the prosperity of the world, they might have one of those things. They might have the financial area of their prosperity look like it's prospering, it's successful, or the but there's gonna or a physical, it may be both. or 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 the emotional something. But there's gonna be a piece that's lacking. There's gonna be a piece that's broken. There's they're gonna be broken in other places. What's what's the point of having the all this wealth and be have uh, like uh, panic attacks, have a mind that's toxic. No peace. You can't sleep. You have to take medicine to go to sleep. You have to take medicine to wake up and go and, and make wealth during the day. You have a broken home, a broken family. 
So there's prosperity in the world, but there's, there's pieces that are broken and there's pieces that are lacking. The prosperity of the Bible is just like he said. It's all around prosperity. It's prosperity financially, emotionally, material, fit, materially, and physically. It's richness and abundance of life. John 10.10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, I have come to give you life and life of abundance. Everything about our Christian life, it should look abundant, should be abundant, should be whole, should not be lacking, should not be broken in any area. Lacking in no area. Jesus, when he was on the earth, he was a person, he had all his needs met. He was never lacking, he was never limited, he was never broke. But not only did he, he have all of his needs satisfied and met, he provided for his disciples. So he provided for his business, or not even his business. You can think about it as your business, as the, as the, mean, pe- the family, your people you're supporting. Not only you, but the people that you support. But he didn't just support himself and his disciples. He went around doing good, healing all. So he was a blessing and a source of prosperity to not only him, but his disciples and to the world. And so that is the prosperity of the Bible. And so tonight we're going to talk about the decision to side with the prosperity of the Bible. We're going to talk about the decision that we need to make, first and foremost, that I'm going to do it God's way and not the world's way. So to start, Kenneth Copeland, he talks about this with so many things, but he talks about making a quality decision. He talks about making a quality decision. And this is, this is how he describes a quality decision. A quality decision is a decision where there's no turning back. A decision based on one's commitment to God and not based on feelings or emotions. And it's a decision where nothing will move you. The only thing that will move you will be what the word of God says. You're moved by the word and nothing else. So there's a decision that we have to make And really, this decision that we make, we were talking about this, it's the decision of all decisions. It's the decision that's going to lead to the other decisions in the future that are going to come. What's going to happen when you're faced with a job, but they have requirements for you that are going to go against the word of God? But you need income. You need a job. But you go back to the decision that you make, maybe today, or maybe a decision that you've, you've already made. It's the, it's the, it's the decision that's going to lead to and direct you in all your future decisions. It's going it's to be the decisions that will either put you in, the, in line with the word or out of line with the word. I'm deciding ahead of time, I'm going to go with what the word of God says. I'm going to live with what God says I can have, and I'm not going to have anything more or less than what, I, what he says I will have. And he gives us a lot. There's nothing, there's nothing that we want out of his will and out of his word. But we make a decision up front. It's an upfront decision of saying, I'm doing it God's way. I'm going to get in line with his, his, his word, and whatever decisions come along after that, they're going to be in line with what God says. What happens when the Lord tells you to do something 
but the way of the world advises you against it. What happens when you want something, but you don't have the means for it? So many people will go to the world to get something that God says that they will give them. It's the decision that we make today that's going to help us in those future decisions. Anything to add? No. No. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Um, Stephanie uh, Carmel. Hey, Steph. I know I shouldn't ask this live, but which Stephanie is that? That's... Uh, it's Stephanie Carmona. That's, you know. Uh, Stephanie Carmona. Vanessa's friend. We've gone to Top Golf with her. Vanessa's friend. Oh! Steph! Hey, Nina. Hey, Jada. Dude, hey, I'm Ms. so Carolyn. glad you've, you've been coming. I'm just really happy you've been here. Amen. Sorry, I didn't know your last name. I'm glad that you're tuning in. Maybe it's good. Glad thing you're tuning in, Josh. God's way. Amen. So, one thing about. Um, one thing about this decision that will lead to every other decision. <laughs> Genesis 14. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing oh. at Stephanie. That's why I go, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Genesis 14. This is Abraham. So Abraham made a decision that I'm going to go with God's way. I'm going to side with God. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to listen to what his word, what he told me in his word or the word that he gave him, and I'm going to trust him. And Abraham decided that when he heard God's word, and because of that, the decisions he made after that were, that, look back to that decision he made. In Genesis 14, verse 22, it, said, it says that, did I say the verse? Yeah, tw- verse 22. 14, verse 22. 14, verse 22. Uh, it says, Abraham Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. So this was the king of Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah was a picture of the world in the Old Testament. They were sinful. They lived to please their flesh. That's funny. I read that this morning. I read the, that that's exact passage. passage. Then you have something to say. Uh, <laughs> you go ahead. I, I'm I'm trying to make sure we go online here. Yeah. Well, well, he so he had an opportunity for this for King Sodom to hand over the spoil that they had won or had earned in war. You, okay, are you going to change off that subject soon, or are you going to stay on that? No, I mean, I'm going to change off it soon. Okay, but. so one quick thing to touch on about that, which is actually really cool. Um, hey, Miranda, can I get the mic? Are you back there? Were you asleep? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, can, you, can I get the mic in the house just a little more? I want to whisper today, but I can't hear myself, so it's kind of hard. Check. Okay, that's oh, a little too much. There it goes. Sorry, y'all. Okay, so one cool thing about that, and I'm trying to find it in my notes because I know I have it, but um, even though Abraham didn't take a part of any of that spoil, it you know it wouldn't it wouldn't have been wrong for him to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I have it literally. I had a, I I know I wrote it down, literally just it was yesterday or the day before, but 
Um, even though. That's Genesis 15. No, no, I, I've been on Genesis 15 for like two weeks now, so it's, it's all in here. Um, I now have good notes on it. Anyways, so what, basically what I'm trying to say is, is even though that he didn't take a part of the spoil, he allowed his men to take their part. He said, I, he says, I'm not going to do it, but give what's due unto my men. And he allowed them to take it. So even it, it, it all goes back to it's a personal decision uh, to be prosperous. It's a personal decision way. to be prosperous God's way mm-hmm. because there's there's things that may not be wrong. Right. We talk about um, I guess we didn't talk about this. Maybe I just thought it in my head. But. Um, like it, it, when you go into like the like debt, right? Some people treat debt as if it was it is a sin. Well, it's actually not a sin, but it messes up. It, it's it's not in covenant, so it's not a sin, but it's not in covenant. So, you know, it, it would it are you gonna go to hell if you take out debt? No, but are you cho- are you when you take out debt, you're basically saying like. I'm going to kind of step out of God's way and kind of do it this way. Right. But which is a decision that you, again, so what I'm pointing out is, is even though things may be permissible, even though you could do things a certain way and it's not wrong, there is a God way to do things. And you have to decide beforehand that no matter what, this is the way we're going to do it. Right. And so, and the reason why I say beforehand is because, when you make decisions beforehand, when things come in your natural, in you in the natural, you want to react and your flesh gets shaken mm-hmm. up. You can always fall back on, no, this is what I've decided and this is what I'm going to stick to. Right, exactly. But that uh, that that's that passage that you're talking about. Even though Abraham would have been right to take part in the spoil, and even though he let his men take their part in the spoil. He said, I wouldn't let anybody else get the glory other than God yes. or say, or I wouldn't let anybody else say they helped me other than knowing that God is the one who did it. Exactly. So, but that is a decision that mm-hmm. Abraham had personally made. Mm-hmm. He refused it. Yeah. He refused it. That's so good. So that's, that's Genesis 14, that he had that decision to make too. I'm going to find it. I know I have notes. He had that decision too. So we have to make a decision to press into this message. The message of God's prosperity, the message, the word that God has for us, the covenant of prosperity, the covenant of blessing. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she heard about it and she pressed in to receive it. There is a a pressing that we have to be determined to go through in order to see about what God's word says. We have to make up our mind that if anyone is going to receive This, it's going to be me. I'm going to receive of this. I'm going to partake of this blessing. I'm going to partake of what God said in his word is true. And I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do it until I see it in my life, until I experience it. Kenneth Hagin, and I I was trying to find the, uh, the quote, and I don't know where it was from, but I remember I wrote it down whenever I read it. But he says something along the lines that if you're determined to not let go, or if you're determined to stand until you receive it, it won't take long. If you make up your mind, it's, a, it's that decision, that determination, that, 
that I'm, I'm putting my feet down and I'm gonna see it, I'm gonna have it. And when you decide that, you're, you put yourself in that place where I'm going to receive, just like the woman with the issue of blood. Well, the thing you're actually doing when you, when you make the decision to do that, I'll read that comment in two seconds, um, is uh, here's what I have, right? So Genesis 14, 23, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, that I will take anything in, that is yours, least you should say, I have made Abraham rich. It's not, even, it's not even the fact that he was going to say that. It's not like he said, once you take this, I'm going to let everybody know that I'm the one that helped you. But what the note I wrote down was uh, for that scripture, right? It says, you have to realize, it says, I will take, I will take anything, I will not take anything that is yours, least you should say. So it says, least that you should say. So what my note is, is Abraham gave no opportunity for someone to take credit away from the Lord. Yeah. This shows trust and faith, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is you're ultimately saying, when you make this decision, you're ultimately saying, God, even though in the natural, there's ways for me to become prosperous, or there may be things for me to do, th- do it this one way, mm-hmm. I trust and I put my faith in your way because I'm, or you're, you're saying, you're basically saying, I'm deciding this, because I trust you and I and I have faith in you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. There's it's like it's kind of like the opportunity cost. Like, what are you giving up in order to get that? Or what? It, you're gonna have to turn something down. You you're gonna have to maybe it's maybe it's you if if you know if if you want to keep your job, you have to work Sundays. And or if you if you want this promotion, you have to work. Uh, you have to go out of town for. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, uh, it, I'm gonna read that comment really quick. Okay. Um, it says, "Before coming to the power of church, I had a poverty mentality, but I decided to believe and receive what God has for me, and that is to be prosperous." Amen. Hallelujah. That's awesome. But to touch on your Sunday thing, I mean, I even had, um, I had a really well-known organization here in Houston contact me recently and say, like, "Hey, we want to." We want to basically put you on every single weekend, on, on, on Saturdays and Sundays. But I don't work on Sundays. Right. I don't, I don't work on Sundays. I don't care if it's who, what, when, where. I mean, people, like, there, it's not like there's, like, 50 of these positions and they're trying to fill 50. There's, like, one position in all of Houston for this thing, and they're calling me to come work on Sundays. So, you know what's funny is – it wasn't even it wasn't even a struggle in my head that like should I do this like right like you decided you know? it was like it was almost like laughable it was like I like in instantly when they told me that on the phone I said you know I I I mean that's awesome I really like thanks that you like thought I really appreciate that but like I I don't work on Sundays like I can't do Sundays like I don't I I, I go to church and you know you really don't even have to say that but the guy kind of said something so I was like you know I go to I go to church on Sunday, and that's that's really non-negotiable for me. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's not like we're just telling y'all this, and like it's just like you know, it's easy for us because we never have opportunities to do it. But we put we've decided personally that this is how we're gonna live. And you know what? God will reward that that because I basically what I'm saying is 
I'm going to turn down that income. Because I know what God has for me, right? That's what <laughs> This Waterloo is the best flavor. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think the berry one is better. But what, what I'm saying is, uh, what, what's happening is, is I'm turning down a very easy income. And it's a good income. And, and I'm saying, Lord, even though in the natural this looks great, because it doesn't align with your word, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I'm going to trust that because I, it's kind of like with you when we were dating. But because I'm turning this down, I know that I will be, obtain a reward for this. Right. Because exactly. I'm putting your house first. Exactly. It's the decision. That's good. So, and this and is... They still, and they still, sorry, not to, like, that, most people would think, like, oh, that's, like, you basically are burning a bridge. You're basically saying, like, I want, like, thanks for the offer, but, like, sorry, I don't really care about you that much. But in reality, they still call me. They, they literally still call, the same organiz, organization still calls me. Pretty often, two to three times a month. I mean, they just texted me two days ago and said, hey, can you come next week? And I said, okay, sure. So I'll be there this week for fun, and I'll be there next week for um, to get paid. And uh, praise God. Yeah. So. so this decision is to be totally, it's the decision to be totally dependent on Giada God. Giada said no compromise. Amen. Like, that's, that's good. The decision to not compromise the decision that I'm like Abraham, I'm going to be totally dependent on God and he's going to get the glory. It's going to, all the credit's going to go to him and I'm going to be totally dependent on God and on his mighty arm. I'm going to, I'm going to live God's way prosperous. I'm going to enjoy the blessing of God all the days of my life, not by the arm of man, but by the arm of God. And the arm of God versus the arm of man. The arm of God, we can read, and I'm not going to go into that just for the sake of time, is, but the arm of God is the power of God. You can read it in several places in Psalms and in Isaiah, but every time that it talks about the arm of God, it's talking about God's power. It's his empowerment. So there is an empowerment that comes from the word in order to be prosperous. It's the blessing. It's the anointing. It's the power of God, and it's the arm of God that we depend on to be prosperous in God in the biblical way. But there is also the arm of the flesh. The arm of the flesh is the other power, the other empowerment that comes from the world that will bring about prosperity of the world. So let's go to Deuteronomy 30 along these lines, and let's go to verse 11. Deuteronomy 30, verse 11 says this. This command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you. It's not beyond your reach. It is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask, who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey it? This is the message. That's not far. It's not unattainable. It's actually very near, and it's, vac- it's actually very able. Uh, we're, we are actually very able to receive it. It's not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey it. No, this message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and it's in your heart so that you can obey it. Verse 15. Now listen, today I am giving you, this is the Lord speaking, today, today, now I am giving you a choice between life and death, 
between prosperity and between disaster. The choice is ours. He puts it and he sets it out before us. The decision is ours between prosperity and disaster. Let's skip down to verse 19. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Verse 20, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. Just like we talked at the beginning, the decision that you make is a firm commitment to side with God. This is the key to your life. If you will, this is what it says in the word. It's the key to your life. If you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land. The Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So good. He's put the choice of prosperity and disaster before us. You know, you using that, it makes really makes me want to get an iPad. To get a what? An iPad. I'm just looking I at know. you use that, and I'm like, yeah. Why not? Why not just go buy one after this? Could, your birthday's coming up. Could be my birthday instead. <laughs> so, um, let's move on to what scripture? I'm hopping around since we're getting short on time. Hey, guess what? This ain't the only one we're doing, so take your time. Well, I kind of talked about that already, so we'll move on. Um, well, let's go to the two different powers at work. So I talked about the arm of God, which is the power, the empowerment, the anointing, and the blessing of God. Because the blessing of God is the empowerment to prosper. So, the, so if we're going to rely on what God has empowered us, how God has empowered us, We need the arm of God. We need his power. We need his blessing. But there's also another power, the power of the world, the power of the flesh and the power of man. So let's go to Jeremiah 17. Verse 5. So this shows us first the second power that we can side with. If we're not careful. So verse five, it says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for their future. They will live in barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. Salty. Okay. So I'm reading it in a couple of different versions here. It says in the Amplified Version, when you make weak, faulty, human flesh your strength. So that's your power source, is human flesh. When you make man your source and not God. When you rely on the arm and the power of man to meet your needs, to provide your security, your stability, your comfort, your pleasure in life, it's, and it describes this man or this person who does that, who makes man their source, who relies on the arm of flesh. There's a warning that comes along with this. It talks about the dangers 
of this empowerment that comes from man and the arm of the flesh. It says in verse six, or actually it says in verse five, that ultimately this person whose mind and heart has turned aside from the Lord, that means that this person who has decided man's my source and has actually turned themselves off to God. They're turned away from what God can give. There's a scripture that says the Lord is looking to and fro throughout the whole earth to see whose hearts are turned towards him so that he can show himself strong on their behalf so that he can empower them so that he can bless them. But us turning and choosing the world, the arm of flesh and man turns you off from the blessing that comes from God. And so that's why it says there's a curse that comes along with the man that who relies on that relies on flesh as their strength. But let's go to verse 7. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, have made their Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing. This is the person described right here in verses 7 and 8 that is dependent on God, who has made a decision to link up with God and trust in him And that puts them in that covenant. That puts them in that place where I'm lined up with what happens in the covenant. So what happens in the covenant protects you. You're covered. It's like you're under an umbrella. So the things, that's why there's a covenant. That's why God said, choose life or death. Choose blessing, curse, prosperity or disaster. When you're outside of the bounds that God has instructed in his word, the devil has free reign in your life. You have no protection. You don't have a covering. And so there is, there is, you're susceptible to the conditions that go on in the world. So when the drought comes, the famine comes, the heat comes, you're susceptible to it because you're not covered. But when you're under the covenant, and under his way of doing things, you are guaranteed by the word of God to always be fruitful and to always stay green. Be convinced of that, that the decision that I'm making today is one that guarantees me prosperity and success in my life. It means that I'm covered and I am going to see what God's word says that I will have. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so one one good example of that, and you could probably touch on this a lot because uh, I know you had a pretty awesome experience. But um, when you look at the C O V I D, COVID um, time, you know everybody was in utter chaos because of how much uncertainty there was in the world. Am I going to have a job? I remember it was out. It's really the saddest thing because I remember um, 
we were on a job site and it was for this guy. He was uh, worked for Shell. He was an engineer, and uh, he worked for Shell for I don't remember if it was twenty three years or thirty three years. But he said, you know, honestly, he says, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to even have a job tomorrow. He's like, There's, there is no certainty for ever, anybody. So just taking it day by day. It's like there was no surety because yeah. all their hope is in whatever they've built with their two hands or whatever the world's given them or whatever. You know, it's 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 whatever came their way. But. When you, when you look at the people of God who said, no matter what, I'm in covenant with God, they all made it out rather increasing or without ever being in need of anything. Yeah. That's, yeah, and, that, and that's what's, that's what's but that's, precious but about that's, this. That's a, ben- a benefit of a covenant. Right. That's, it's, a, it's a pact. It's a, it's a covenant that says no matter what, you're covered by this. Covered, exactly. No matter what goes on in the world. That's why when the stock market, uh, that's why um, when the stock market will crash, you don't see you don't see us in a frantic in a frantic twirl. Or if something happens, you don't see us in a frantic twirl because no matter what, we can look back to the word and say, "This is our truth." Yes, amen. Just like it says here, it's it describes this person. That the person who trusts in the Lord, who's made the arm of God, uh, the arm of God, their strength, their power, their source, it describes that person as a flourishing tree planted and rooted by the river. Because you're planted in the kingdom, that kingdom, that covenant, where you're planted, it's not of this world. So though you might live in this world, you're not of this world. So I don't operate in this world, and I'm exempt from the things that happen to those that operate in that world and in that kingdom and those systems of the world as pastor sandy has has taught that when it says the world it's the systems of this world i'm not of the system of this world i'm in another system so i have to see myself as a tree planted in the system of god exempt from that i'm in the flourishing the planted the rooted the one that stays by the water no matter what and that makes me a person that is not going to be subject to the things that the people in the natural are subject to. Alexander so there's Glass. Alex, Dude. can't touch this. Alex, I miss you. I'm exempt. Exactly. That was one of the first messages that I heard um, that, I don't know even how to describe it, that basically took me to like the next level. I was just kind of like a Christian until like I heard... Um, the the word, the real word, the, the full gospel. It was the, the message of our exemption because of what Christ has done for us. Because, because of that, we can live in this way all the days of our lives. We don't have to live independent on man like everyone else does. We can actually decide that I'm going to, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. The pro- and, and, and with those that trust in the Lord, and I'm like a tree that's planted, rooted deeply, in the water. And where there's water, it's moving. It's like I'm, I'm at a river. I'm flowing. I'm flourishing. I will never experience what famine should feel like in my life, what drought should feel like. I'm going to flourish and I'm going to prosper no matter what's happening in the world. Hallelujah. What's up, So why is it only God's way? 
or no way. Or the highway. Or the highway. It's got to be God's way. So and There's Ma- a Reliant K song, I think, that says that. God's Anyways. way or the highway? <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. Whenever you say Reliant K, I think of Special K. Really? I think of someone, please save us. It's college. It's, it's a good song. Wow, Sorry. Good. If, if you were a, a youth group teen, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so why is it only God's way? Jesus told us in Matthew 6 that, what did he tell us? <laughs> See, look, I knew Alex will laugh at that. He was a youth group kid. <laughs> we can't serve, oh, the, oh, in Matthew 6, it says that you can't serve both God and mammon. It doesn't work. Jesus talks about how it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're either going to be a slave to one and love the other or you're, or, lo- or love and serve one and have that them one as a master and the other as George stop. What? I'm helping you out. We're in this together. You can't serve two masters. You can't. It doesn't work to have it God's way. And then I'll have a little bit of that. Yeah. It's all in or no. So it's one. It's in or it's out. You're in or yeah. It doesn't work that way. Jesus told us that. And Jer- uh, James 1, it says... And verse 5, if you, need, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, okay, hold on, this is not what I was, I was, okay. I w- was going to say something, but I was okay. figured you, you maybe take it somewhere else. Okay, this is where, well, I guess I, maybe was, I had to kind of read the whole thing in order to get to where I wanted to go. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. Divided loyalty. So Jesus talks about you can't serve both God and mammon. You can't have God's way and the world's way. You can't do it two different ways. And then here it talks about how this divided lo- loyalty is like an unstable person. And this person that is divided between God and the world is unstable in everything they do. And it says that this person cannot expect to receive anything from God. Yeah, I, I think I taught about that um couple of young adults ago where it's like it got the the bible is very one or the other it, it, it you're rich or poor heal, uh, healthy or sick you, you you there's no middle ground right there you're you have to be and if you think you're on the middle ground guess what you played yourself you're actually worse off than choosing the bible says if you're, you're either one or the other and if you basically Water i'm paraphrasing yeah. it you're hot or you're cold. Cold winter. Okay, just finish it because you know. Scripture. No, yeah, I just. Yeah, basically, basically, what I'm saying is, is it's even the Bible says it's even worse to be in the middle, to be halfway than to just choose to be all the way back. Mm-hmm. It's actually better to be all the way gone than to know some and and still be lost. Mm-hmm. Still, still choose to go back to this. Right. Yeah. That's why the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Uh, that's not why that says that. I don't remember. I don't remember what scripture I was trying to reference there for a second. 
but that's that's ultimately why we have to make this decision and yeah, this whole, really this get whole, to this point. If you're just tuning on, the title for today is called The Decision. Young and Prosperous, part one, The Decision. The Decision, that I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to have what God says I will have. I'm going to do what, what it's going to take to get me to that, and I'm not going to stop, and I'm not going to stop pressing. I'm not going to let go of it until I receive it. And I'm determined that I will receive it, just like the woman with the issue of blood. I'm going to press in. I'm going to receive what God said is mine. I'm going to walk in the prosperity, not in the future, not when I'm 65, not in heaven, but today as a young adult. And to clarify and drill this in your head even more, this is a decision that you have to make. I'm going to say that again very dramatically. (laughs) This is a decision that you have to make. If you do not make this decision, you will not reap the benefits of being in covenant with God, of being prosperous and young. So you have to decide today. You can decide today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till the next day. You can decide today. I want this whole series but specifically today to flip a switch in your head and say i don't i'm not going to be prosperous tomorrow i'm not going to be prosperous next year five years from now i'm going to be prosperous today and today start doing things and figuring out start getting good counsel around you start seeing start meeting with people who are prosperous start where where you want to be find somebody that's where you want to be if you don't have a house yet Find somebody who owns a house, maybe owns multiple houses. If you if you want to own your own business, but you don't own, own your own business yet, find somebody who owns a business. Get around them. Find somebody that you want to mimic their life other than Jesus. Obviously, there's going to be people that come in Jesus, and I'm going to get annoyed. But um, find you can be prosperous today. Find out today how can what are the, my steps to be prosperous, and you can find them in here. And you can find them also from the great men of God that God has put in our time Amen. today. I mean, I know even uh, as we're coming out of time, uh, as we're closing here, but I know for us personally, but really me, but, uh, you know, last year, going into the end of the year, me and Courtney said, we have to change. Otherwise, 2023 is going to be a repeat of 2022. And that is not what we're believing for. We believe that 2022 was great, it was awesome, but 2023 is going to be even better. But guess what? If we do everything we did in 2022 the exact same way, 2023 is going to look the exact same way. That's why there's people who really go nowhere in life because they never decide to change. They want to do the same thing, play Xbox all day, wake up, go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep, play Xbox all day start a class, not finish a class, do this, do that. They're in and out, in and out, in and out. They're undecided. That's what they are. They're undecided. When you're undecided, you're just a wanderer. You're like a zombie in The Walking Dead. You're just like, I guess I'll go this way. I'm tired of going that way. I guess I'll go this way. It's kind of like Courtney when she's hungry. What do you want to eat? I don't know anything. All right, cool. Let's go get a burger. I don't really want that. It's like, okay, you're undecided right now. We just need to pick somewhere to go eat. But I mean, but the point I'm making is, is when you are undecided, you will be anything but put together. 
You will be right. a scattered. Unstable. That's why the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I remember my parents told me growing up, just pick something and be okay with it. Like, just pick something and be okay with it. Because the most, the Move worst forward. thing, the worst thing, huh? Move forward. Yeah. Do something. Start making steps. That could have been with what I wanted to eat. If I was going to go to a birthday party or not go to a birthday party, it was like just make up your mind and be happy with what you chose. And so it, today you can make a decision to say from today here on out, I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to do more than what my family's ever done. Whatever, whatever people said about me, I'm going to exceed every expectation because I'm going to hook myself up with what God told me I can obtain, and I'm going to see it come to pass in my life. Amen. But to go back to what I was saying is, this year we started into, I started personally implementing things differently, how I did things, what I did with my time, different things. And even just now, starting to see traction. I've, been, I've, I've gotten opportunities to sit with great men of God that, well, great men of God, great businessmen that it was like you saw from afar and it's like in a week God made a way to where you're just sitting right next to them, learning from them. And it's like, how, did my, how am I even here? And so it's like, it, it's, it's really because we decided that we're going to see this we're going to see it work in our life. Amen. And it's, this it's is, not going to be any other way. If it's going to work for anybody, it's going to work for us. Amen. And you have to decide that, and you can decide that today. You, you, you. Amen. Let's finish off with this scripture, and then we'll close. Genesis 28, verse 10, Jacob's decision. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled to war Haran. Who names their child Bathsheba? It's a city. <laughs> Never mind. At sundown, he arrived at a good place Nuff to set said. up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth up to heaven, and he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord. This is what the Lord spoke to Jacob in his dream. I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, the God of your father Isaac. The ground that you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more? Say that with me. What's more? Once more. What's more? Not once more. Once more. <laughs> I am with you. And I will protect you wherever you go. So not only that, but also this. I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go. Go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything that I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. But he I was thought, also a friend. I was the one who said that. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's okay. Surely. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
Come on, I thought you would have got that one. Got it, got it, got it. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early and he took the stone that he had rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. And there, Jacob made this vow. So it was the next morning that he heard this message from the Lord. And he made a decision. And he made a vow. And this is what the vow he made to the Lord in response to the message of what God just spoke to him. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide for me clothing and food, and if I safely, if I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will certainly be my God. He decided, God, I'm doing it God's way, and he's going to be my God. The Lord will be my God. And this memorial pillar that I have set up will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth of everything that he gives me. He made a decision. God's going to be my God. I'm going to do it God's way. If God said he will do this, I will know that God's going to be my God. And he will be the one that provides for me, who protects me, who keeps me, who is watching over me, and who's going to ensure that these things that he promised me will be accomplished in my life. And this moment right now, I'm making a decision. I'm setting up a memorial and I will always look back to this place where I made this vow and I made this decision that God will be my God and this covenant will be my covenant. And I'm deciding today and let it be known that I'm also going to be a person to put my, put my tithe into the hands of God. So he made a decision. This is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to be. Anything that comes after this, I'm going to look back to this place of memorial. I'm going to look back to this decision that I made, this vow that I made. And I'm going to know I, I'm walking in what God has for me. It's going to be this way, and it's not going to be any other way. I'm going to walk in God's prosperity, his protection, his stability, his security. He's going to take care of me, and I'm going to, I'm going to give God the credit. I'm going to put the tenth back into his hand, knowing and showing him, Lord, I know that what, everything that I have, you've given me, and I put this, in my, put this into your hands as a sign that I believe and I trust you and that I have faith in my God, who is my God. And, that's, and that was the decision that Jacob made, that Abraham made, that Isaac made also. And it's the decision we too must make to enter into the prosperity and the blessing that God has for us, to, to walk in the fullness of it. It's a decision to say, God, you're going to be my God. Your way is my way. I'm not going to try to get things the world's way. I'm not going to try to do things the world's way. I'm not going to lean on the arm of flesh, but I'm going to lean on the arm of God, the empowerment, the blessing, the anointing that you will provide. And I'm going to have everything that you said I have, and it will be for your glory. It will be for your, and all the credit will go to you, and you will be glorified in my life because of it. Hallelujah. Surely the Lord is in this place. Amen. Well, that is all we have for you today. That is all we the have. The decision. That's not all we have, but this today. is part one. This is part one. 
part one. Thanks. Part two. It's this month, right? We're doing part two this month. We will let y'all know, but we don't have the date quite picked out yet. But thank you for tuning in tonight. I hope that this blessed you. I hope that this empowered you. Let's pray and. We'll give you an opportunity. We will we'll show you all something really cool, and then we'll give you an opportunity. So, Father, I thank you for every listener tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your message, Lord. We believe your word. We believe your message, Father. Thank you for revealing your covenant to us. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that as we're starting this Young and Prosperous series, Father, I pray that you reveal your covenant to us, your covenant of prosperity. You reveal the abundance and plenty that is your will for us. Thank you, Lord, that you're opening our eyes to all that you have provided for us, Father. And we make a decision tonight that you are our God, that we're going to side with you, that we're going to depend on you, that we're going to trust you and rely on you, that we're not going to go to the world to receive what you said you would give us, Lord. We're going to do it your way, all the way, Father. And we're covenanting with you tonight, Lord, that we will be prosperous God's way and we will do it for the glory of the Lord. And I pray over every single young adult that's making that decision tonight and that has made this decision. Thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of it. Thank you for the blessing upon our lives. May we have miracles, signs, wonders, and glorious testimonies come forth as a result of your word. Father, we love you so much. We do this because we know, Lord, that you have great and glorious and wonderful things for our lives, Lord, for for us to do. And I thank you, Lord, that we're getting empowered by your word tonight. We receive it all, and we love you, and we pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Are the lights brighter after you close your eyes? Because I feel like they're brighter. I don't know. I, I feel like, I thought I was in heaven for a second. Well, we are going to close it up tonight, but we want to give everyone an opportunity to sow. If you want to sow into the the young adult, the Houston Young Adults Ministry, go ahead and put that up. We do Houston Young Adult services every month, and people are getting blessed, empowered, strengthened, and so we want to give you an opportunity to sow into good ground. And the Bible says Some people that said that the give thing isn't working. So we'll check on that. Um, but just give through Cash App, T-P-O-L-C-Y-A. That's dollar sign, T-P-O-L-C-Y-A. Yes. Or you could give through the website, but that's way easier. And the Bible says in Luke 6 that when you give, it shall come back to you. It means that it will. That it is guaranteed that when you give, you shall receive back to you in greater proportion than what you've sown. So as you sow tonight, sow with the expectancy that I'm going to receive from the Lord. I don't, giving is not an opportunity for God to get blessed. It's an opportunity for you to get blessed. So when you sow, you know that God has a harvest in mind for you. So sow in faith tonight. And if uh, you have any testimonies, please let us know. Uh, it'd be nice to, we could even record you, and then we'll show it next time. That'd be kind of cool. I, I believe that as we teach this series, that w- there's going to be, t- what? Nothing. Oh. You look very nice tonight. Thank you. I would date you.
Okay. Uh, so, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Testimonies. I believe that as we teach this series, that people are going to receive testimonies. Amen. And so, if you receive a testimony, and it can be spiritually, physically, mentally, or materially, please let us know because we want to know. And guess what? People are encouraged by the word of your testimony. I know we're personally going to have a testimony before the end of this uh, series. Amen. And uh, so will you if you decide to have one. Amen. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Hey, uh, Miranda, can you go ahead and put up our T-shirts? These are our YA T-shirts that are coming out very soon. They're probably going to sell it really quickly. Yeah. Just FYI. So they're going to have more Should coming. we tell them how limited they are? No, they're they're very limited. They're We're gonna so be having limited. Another one coming out. They're so limited. If you get one, you will be the envy of the church. <laughs> Everybody will look at you and be like, "Man, they're so cool." So uh, we've already given away a couple of free ones. Uh, so they're going to be rocking it, which means we're even more limited <laughs> okay. than what we already were. So uh, as you can see, it has a frocket. I understand some people don't like the frocket, but guess what? We're going to have a frocket. And uh, what? What? You can come back to us. Go ahead. Rocket. Frocket. Yes. Frocket. We have lots of things coming up, but we're thankful that y'all tuned in tonight. Make sure that you like this and share this with someone that it will bless. And we will see y'all at the next young and prosperous. Goodbye. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date with us and even message us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.